The Spin-Off Podcast Network. Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash advice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited and, of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometres of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland, so now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today. You might be too close to the mic. This is how I talk. This is how I talk. This is how I talk. Married at First Sight Australia. Welcome along to The Real Pod. This is a bonus pod, a breakout special. We are breaking out. I'm breaking breaking out. out. (laughs) (laughs) It's just been so muggy. (laughs) I've got hives. I'm too stressed. Uh, This is your reality TV recap. Sometimes real life in New Zealand podcast, but today just a recap. Alex Casey is trying to show off my eczema. Showing off her eczema. <laughs> it's delightful. I love it. It's a really strong look on you. I'm blotchy. Anyway. I'm Jane Yee, by the way. And I'm blotchy. <laughs> <laughs> um, we don't have any Duncan because, again, busy, busy, but that's fine. Did Duncan do a monopod today? Yes or no? He did do a monopod. Yeah. No, hang on. <laughs> by today, you mean on Thursday? Yeah. Today is Sunday night. Yes. <laughs> Correct. She's given away all our secrets. It's great to be here. <laughs> Wasn't didn't we have an amazing Saturday together? Wasn't it a good weekend? Oh my goodness! I hope nothing really truly bad happens on the weekend. Oh my, oh my god! Oh, oh. touch wood. <laughs> okay. Anyway, we have just watched the Married at First Sight reunion special part two. It was the couch session with the experts. Mm-hmm. Just two of the experts. No longer got um, sexpert Sex Trish. Bert. Is it Trish? Sexpert. Lo- I, I always call her Lorelei. <laughs> she has Lorelei vibes. <laughs> is she Trish or is the blonde one Trish? I think sexpert is Trish. Okay, anyway, she's not there, so it's a moot point. You know what she's doing. <laughs> <laughs> Filthy. <laughs> the first thing that anyone said that we caught wind of when the contestants all came in and sat down was Mike saying to Jess, you smell nice. You smell nice. Did you think there was going to be a Mike and Jess affair? I did, because that's what I said like, last week in the pod as well. Oh, did you? Yeah, I was like, I, I kind of wondered if they were going to reveal that because there had been that tension between them throughout their season. And then the whole time Mike was up talking about hiding everything, they did so many cuts to Jess. mm and I was waiting for it and it didn't happen, which is annoying for me. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. probably good for both of them. Because there was something between them, right, in, the, in their season. There was like a moment of flirtiness or some kind there of... There was definitely flirtiness, and I predicted they were going to get together, but then they, things actually got very nasty between them. The next thing we had was Nasser. He was the first, what do you say, out the gate? The first horse out the gate? Yes, yeah. The first bull out the gate? First, this blocks. He was the first king of reality out the gate, and he was asked to make an apology. Did they get him on the couch? I don't. I just, feel like they were just yelling at him <laughs> across the room. I feel like Nasser is never just in a normal space. I feel like he was sitting 
on the like arm of the couch. Yeah. <laughs> just yelling. <laughs> uh, Loved it though. No one can get him to apologize. No, he the didn't. real pod can't. The experts can't. No, I mean he he did apologize, but it was very much a classic. I'm sorry if you felt that way. Not I'm sorry I did the bad thing. And they were like, "Are you still going to comment to the press?" And he was like, he looked like a kid who'd been told off, but he was like, "Maybe, <laughs> no, <laughs> probably, <laughs> definitely." By the way, he definitely he thrives does on it. Comment to the press still because I mean. I don't know. We're the press, right? We're the press. He gave the press a kiss kiss the other night. There'll be no NASA news on Facebook anymore in Australia, though. You'll have to listen to The Fold if you don't know what I'm talking about. Facebook have decided not to publish any news links whatsoever across their site. And it's quite broad. Apparently there's been, like, Harvey Norman's page. <laughs> Breaking hey, news, news. There's a sale on. It's always good sales there. Was there anything else on NASA? I mean, not really. Pink shirt, you know, palm trees. He was an adored member of the cast when he was first on the show. We really liked him. Mm. And then he turned bad quite quickly, not early on, but it was a very rapid turn towards the end of his season. And then, of course, we know what he's been up to since then, which has just been paying absolutely everybody out on social media and texting Alex Casey a lot. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a he's a king of reality TV. He's a king of reality TV. It's, so, it's quite sad, isn't it? I did have a moment thinking, I was like, I'm part of the problem, you know? I'm egging Nasser on. He's quite a toxic person, really. I would have nothing to do with him in my everyday life. And you, Maybe I need to do some soul searching. I think you do. Maybe I need to talk to Dean. It's the Free Britney effect. It is the Free Britney effect. You're complicit in... You watched it. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about maths and Joe's jandals. Joe got quite a big recap for someone who contributed a... Not very much the original series that mm. she was in. And be absolutely nothing to the dinner party. Nothing. Yeah. It was weird. I guess there's no one else who seemed to have a nice time <laughs> on the show. <laughs> well, she didn't have that great of a time on the show. She's she happy. She's had a good time since, but her husband was a bit of a... I don't really remember them. Is that... Why, they, why would that because be? Because they tapped out quite early, is my whole point. Uh, like, why was she at the... And, and the husband was a dick. Uh, but I was happy to see her jandals again. I don't love how big of a deal they're making her weight loss because I actually think she looked great beforehand as well. Like, truthfully, looked yeah. fab. Her spirit shines. Yeah. But she did serve up the great line that she sorted out the temple and the moat door is open. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the moat door. Oh, my God. Trish should have been there for that. Trish would have loved that. I loved it because I felt it was a very real pod thing to say. It was. Like, she didn't realise what she was saying when she said it in the moment. <laughs> She said it, the room erupted, and then she was like, I didn't mean it like that, which I feel like is what I do every single time I get behind a microphone. That was emotional dump, you know? <laughs> I feel like there's been, there's been many of those. <laughs> Did you catch that little moment where um, Martha peeped Michael wearing her socks? Yes. And then there was that little mutter about, like, are you wearing my underwear? Wearing my underwear as well. <laughs> They're very much painting them as the cute couple, right? They are. They are. I, I like just them. find them boring. <laughs> I like they have a little laugh. They don't need to be funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. People who look like that, people who have that life, I like it when they're, they've got a bit of humour. She's learned to disregard looks. Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dean and Trace were the first couple up on the on the couch. Dean and his lady, Tracy. The first thing that they said when she sat down, you're clearly pregnant. <laughs> Is that fine? I don't know what the rules are. There was that whole James Charles thing this week as well. Well, I mean, she is clearly pregnant. She didn't look extremely pregnant. But I guess they know. It just seemed like an interesting place to start. Look, I've had twins, and I was clearly, clearly pregnant. pregnant. 
So I never felt offended when someone said that to me, but mm. I shouldn't project that onto Tracy. I think she's fine she with it. Fine. She seemed okay. Dean described the experience of being back there as living through some fun but also traumatic memories, and I felt like that was the same for me. <laughs> I was surprised at how emotional I felt during the recap. The roller coaster ride. And how much you forget as well. But where she's like, we were intimate this morning for crying out loud. It's just so intense. It's so crazy. I said that last week as well. Like, just a reminder of how crazy this show is. It really is. And and we're just seeing, like, snippets. Mm. It's just just the highlights. Tip of the highlight berg. (laughs) (laughs) Tracy also made a little gag about, I feel like I'm still waiting to be blindsided. Because people made so much fun of her overusing oh. the term blindsided during her season. Oh, I like that about her. I like that. That goddess means business. <laughs> she really does. <laughs> Dean has a podcast. I don't know if you know this. I found it today, actually. And it's called Dangerous Ideas with Dino. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but so far, the dangerous ideas seem to be entirely about maths and right. reality TV. So he hasn't strayed too far. It's not like it. He's just come up with some great alliteration. He has. And... It's got nothing to do with the content of the podcast. Nothing seems dangerous, but this latest episode is him and Tracy just having a yarn over Zoom about the uh, reunion. Did they you listen like to great it? great mates. I listened to the first 30 seconds <laughs> and then I tapped out. So you buy the Dean Redemption story? I do. Yeah. I do. I think I do too. It's weird, but he is the weirdest guy <laughs> of all time. Is he though? <laughs> Remember the rap? Yeah, but that's not the. He's, I don't know if he's the weirdest guy of all time. Mm. I mean, that guy might be coming down the line. A it was great to see the rap again. It was actually weirdly better than I remembered it. Being. Did you love it? <laughs> I mean, I was tapping my foot. <laughs> <laughs> tapping your foot. <laughs> I've been desensitized to it. I also think maybe it has something to do with the fact that I do like Dean a tiny bit more now than I did then. Yeah. And uh, how good is Tracy's redemption moment at that final ceremony? Yeah. I had completely forgotten about that. But that great line where she's like, you don't deserve me. Mm. Incredible. Do you think she wrote it on her own? She is a best-selling. She is an author. She is, <laughs> she is. She's got a book. There's pages in it. <laughs> Um, We had a lovely time with Tracy, Tracy Jill. We actually, the RealPod hosted her book launch uh, at Time Out Bookstore, which is what an odd marriage of things that was. But it was a great time. We met some cornies. We had some of the Real Housewives of Auckland were there. Why was I not there? And there was a confrontation between uh, a couple of them and Duncan. Duncan. It was a real treat. Should have popped a camera up. There was a lot of Nando's. Mm, Hayden was there. Uh, Hayden, Hayden Daniel from New Zealand Maths ate about 15 chickens. <laughs> I think he stashed some under his arm as he left as well. Um, <laughs> we spent a few hours with Tracy, don't we? She turned up at Duncan's house and we went with her to... That's right. We shot a video for the spin-off TV, which yeah. I don't know if it ever even made it I think to it air. did. We, I remember showing her the Uncle Barry clip. I mean, I definitely saw something. I don't know if you just posted something to me. Posted? You just Wait, put a VHS mail? in the mail? Yeah. <laughs> what a day. Dean and Trace... Look, you know, good on them. I do think when the experts say you've shown that you can be through a, a traumatic relationship, break up, and come out friends, that was nice. I mean, mm-hmm. was it a real relationship? Was it a TV marriage for like a few weeks? But yeah, whatever. 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 <laughs> then we had Mike. <clears throat> this was hard to watch. It was. I feel for him a little bit. Okay. So Heidi, I fucking love Heidi. I still love Heidi. I loved her then. I love Mm. her now. I fully respect the fact that she doesn't want to have anything to do with the franchise clearly. Doesn't want to have anything to do with Mike which just watching that scene on the beach which as Mike said was on their honeymoon. 
It's like, terrible. The audacity of him to say what he said to her about, I'm not your therapist. I can only listen for a few more minutes. When she's making herself so completely vulnerable about quite traumatic stuff from her past. Mm. I mean, I know sometimes when people have been in a relationship a long time and there have been lots of hurt, sometimes people say hurtful things which have come from places of hurt. He barely knew her and was so rude. He was very hot. To be fair, in his defence. <laughs> the sun was out. When I get hot, I can't cope. I can't. Do you think he was lying there going, I'm fucking sweating. I'm just not the kind of person who can lay in the sun for minutes and minutes on end. And when is she going to shut the fuck up? Do you think that's what he's thinking? Yeah. Doesn't he? I know he said that. He was like, it's hot. Yeah. It's hot, isn't it? <laughs> Trying to cut her off. I'm not excusing the behaviour. I'm just saying the evidence is there as to why he lashed out. Blame the Australian heat. What he could have done better even if he was hot, is say something along the lines of, let's carry on this conversation. I'm honestly, I'm about to pass out really of the heat. But let's just go and get some shade. I love to hear more about this. True. Uh, yeah. Hopefully he's learned that lesson. And he also, there were several more examples of him being terrible in moderate temperatures, <laughs> sometimes even in an air-conditioned room. <laughs> I'm still angry about the food thing, which they didn't show, which I talked about last week when he went oh. out to get her dinner and came back with dinner only for himself because her place was closed. And didn't get... <laughs> Seeing all the other stuff that he did and said, I know that there are worse things probably for most people, but that still is the worst thing for me because food is my love language probably. Yeah. Yeah. Especially takeaways. Yeah. I know you're not supposed to talk about personal relationships in public. I had a fight with Joe once because he rang me. He was coming home from the supermarket. He's like, do you want, any, do you want me to pick you up anything? And I was like, oh, no, nah, I guess not. And then he came home and he had a foot-long sub. And I was like, well, I didn't know you were going to Subway. <laughs> if you had said, I'm going to Subway, do you want a sandwich? Of course I would have said yes. But if you just say, I want, do you want anything? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I was like, you should have been more specific because, of course, I wanted some. Again, what he should have done, you are in therapy and I am your therapist, by the way. <laughs> what he should have done, when you'd said, I don't want anything, he could have gone, okay, fine. And then he's gone to Subway and gone, then he could have contacted you then and gone, are you sure I'm at Subway? Still got time to get you follow something up. if you want. A follow-up. Yeah, follow-up. Who knows now? <laughs> I had half the sandwich anyway. Maybe that's why he got the foot long, <laughs> so that you both have a cheeky six-inch. Open the my door. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have a cheeky six inch. Okay. Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay. I apologize. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Oh. Wait, wait, wait. oh, Mike. So, yes. Okay. It was very hard to go back and watch their relationship. I remember there was a lot of stuff that he did that at the time was unforgivable. I find myself nearly falling for his propaganda. Was it propaganda? Like his remorse. Was mm. it an act or was it true? I don't know. I just, I'm gullible, so I've bought it. <laughs> I mean, I wanted to buy it and that's the thing. But I feel like that's maybe how he got Heidi in the first place is that yeah. sometimes these types of people who are quite dangerous are very, very charming. Mm. He does a lot of fake crying, you notice. He like pretends to tear up and then he'll... Cover the eyes. Cover the eyes. Cover the fact there's no tears. Nobody eyes. Don't zoom in. Don't do any sort of... (laughs) Pushing his thumb and his index (laughs) finger right into his eyes to make them red. Or he's got like some intricate like tube up his finger. (laughs) You know, like like a um, clown... Does that happen? And they, and anyway, sorry, I'm getting hot. <laughs> he could have taken advantage of the sweat and the heat to do some tears. To do some tears. Yeah. yeah. You just want him to unleash. Like if he had just wept 
and just been like, I just fucked up. I look like such a dick. Like Jess, almost. Like, I, yeah. I believe Jess. I believe Jess. Jess. Later. But when he was, there was like a line where they were like, when it was good, Mike, how good was it? And he was like, it was good. I, <laughs> I was expecting him to do it. It was amazing. Yeah. It was the best thing I've ever had. Could have given it more. Could have given it more. I really would like to know what Heidi thinks. I feel like Heidi would be able to watch his performance, for lack of a better word, mm. and see straight through it or believe it to be true. I really would love to know what she made of what happened on the couch tonight. He said he had learned more in the last two years than in the last 20. Yeah. Which was quite amazing. How old is Mike? He was 44 during the experiment, so he'd be 46 now because I think mm. they were saying it was two years ago. She's the one that got away because obviously at the end of their season they were together and then by the time it got to the reunion and the actual season... They were no longer together. That's right. And I don't recall why. Really hot summer, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Kia ora, I'm Sophie. I'm Simon. And I'm Alice. And together we host the spin-off's food podcast, Dietary Requirements. Join us each month as we explore a vast culinary landscape from the gourmet. Ooh la la. To your more hearty tucker. Onion dip, anyone? Everything's on the table in Dietary Requirements. Subscribe wherever you listen to all your favourite podcasts. Kia ora, my name's Duncan Grieve and I'm Managing Editor at The Spin-Off. This podcast, like so much of the work we do at The Spin-Off, is made possible by the support of our members. To find out more about The Spin-Off members and how you can help us keep producing quality, independent journalism, visit members.thespinoff.co.nz today. Next up were Troy and Ashley. Trashley. Oh, just the recap again was so many good things. Oh, yeah. And it was actually the recap on Troy, basically. So <laughs> we got tennis grunts. Yes. <laughs> we got the push-ups. We got the tuna eating, the teeth brushing, the laugh. Pasta a la Troy. Pasta a la Troy. But I had forgotten that. Oh, I can't believe you forgot pasta a la Troy. The thing that I had forgotten was the kiss on the beach. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It was oh, so forceful, she was falling backwards, <laughs> and she was, like, laughing at the horror of it. That's right. <laughs> what strikes me is, like, as that kiss happens, she says to him, you're coming on too strong. And she means physically, like, as well as mm. emotionally or romantically. He's literally coming at her with too much force. And it was like through their relationship she was coaching him. Yeah. Like, that's not how you do it, Troy. <laughs> yeah. She that's, was an amazing sport. She really was. Like, <laughs> she kind of was his perfect match in that way. Yeah. At least you know it's sort of like, well, this guy's going to be on camera a lot, so I'm going to be there. I might as well just laugh along with it. Yeah. Can you imagine if he'd been paired with someone like Innes? She would have absolutely torn him to shreds. Yeah. Take that eyebrow ring out. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of Innes, Lizzie and Innes both took to the couch together. I actually totally forgot that they were both sides of the Sam Sam coin. Yeah. Confuses me because Liz came back in that second. She back. She back. In that second season that she did. So... I hadn't really put that together in my mind at the dinner party, that those two might have some beef. But, of course, then we were reminded they kind of actually were at peace by the end of their season because Mm. they had this common trauma. (laughs) I feel like trauma is a word that gets used a lot. It does. It does. He was really a piece of work. He was. And seeing the supercut as well. And the wedding day when she's walking down the aisle and he says something horrible in his little talking head about how he'll get her running. It's just 
disgusting. It's so bad. And I also completely forgot how emotionally invested in us actually was in Sam. Yeah, it's it's complicated. It's funny. She how was really you, into it. Yeah, it's funny how you just cherry pick the bits, the main theme, which is that you know, how scandalous it was. But she did form genuine feelings for him and he just played them both mm. completely. Did they have anything beyond the show? No. How did it end? So he was gone. I think he just ghosted her in the end. I can't actually mm. recall. Again, this is the thing. You just these whole entire bits that I'm missing. I found it really interesting watching them watch it all back as if Apart from the person who it was about, it's like no one had ever seen this footage before. Yeah. They were gasping and like, oh my God, did she just say that? It's like, oh man, surely you watched it. Yeah. <laughs> surely you were in the room. He didn't show up to the reunion on this season. He no. didn't show up to this reunion. At least I feel like people like Mike and Jess have come back and kind of, you know, and, and Dean. Dean seems like such a non villain. By comparison, by the way, like the, true. The, his thing with Davina, I'm not condoning it by any means, but when you compare that to kind of the intensity of the Sam and Innes situation or the Dan and Jess situation, it just felt different. That just like escalated with each season. Have you seen what Sam looks like now? No. He's bulked out even more Whoa. than he had. He shaved his head. He shouldn't have shaved his head because it's such lovely hair. Lots of men would kill for a he did have lovely lop hair. of hair like that. But it was on the way out. Like he, You'll see here, as part of his body transformation, he started to slowly shave it up, yeah, up the sides right. until he basically just had a mohawk. And then Holy he went totally shit, bald. he's really, really built. Yeah. Like he has crazy. been hitting the gym hard. Seems like he's almost in disguise. And I would be too, to be honest. <laughs> we had Cyril and Jess, not on the main couch, but just having a bit of... Biffo, Biffo, verbally. <laughs> knew you were going to say Biffo. Sorry. <laughs> I need to sort out my vocabulary. They were having a bit of back and forth <laughs> from their respective couches. Yes. And I don't know. What do you make of this, Alex? I'm just trying to remember what they... So was Cyril still uh, hung up on something that Jess may or may not have said on social media about her relationship and sort of the insinuation that as a result her son is kind of a product of a publicity stunt? Yeah. So Jess... And Jess admitted to that. Jess mm. admitted to calling their, her relationship with Eden fake. I don't know if she specifically admitted to talking about Cyril baby-trapping Eden. But she apologised for the things that she'd said. I haven't believed Jess up until this point. I don't think I've wanted to believe Jess up until this point, especially because I am a fan of Cyril's. I think I nearly felt like I was in Jess's corner until the moment that they brought up the whole you're a mother now. Because I don't love it when people say that. I think that, you know what I mean? Like, it shouldn't mm. change who you are. And I understand this concept of you've got to be a role model now. But we should all be being role models all the time, right? Mm. Or not, because that's a lot of pressure. Um, <laughs> but I know what it's like as a mum, when you hear stuff like that, especially from people who don't have children, mm. that you do get so defensive. Because there is nothing that you won't do to protect your children. And having people call into question the way that you parent is every parent's Achilles heel. Mm -hmm. And so I can understand that that was the thing that broke Sarel and made her leave the room. That's what got her up. That's what got her up. I think they said something along the lines of, um, you know, is this all done and finished with now, Sarel? And she was like, yeah, in fact, it's so done and finished with, I'm leaving. 
And yeah. she turned around and said to Dean, don't you ever tell me how to raise my child or something like that. Was it Dean who said well, that? Dean kind Why of, is Dean getting involved, Dean man? Was, because she said, I want to be a role model to my son and that if he's ever being bullied or picked on that he can stand up for himself. And Dean mm. was like, yeah, I appreciate that. That's a really great <laughs> stance to take. But also, you want to teach him not to be reactionary. You know? Oh, I see. He was trying to do the right thing. So, but you Have know, you read the Bible? It was very <laughs> mansplaining. Yeah. Yeah. Probably God's plenty as well. Bloody God's plenty. Also, anything. it's interesting that it's like Jess spent the whole of part one trying to remove herself from the situation as the mature thing to do. But when Cyril did it, it's funny how it was like framed very differently. Yeah. You know? It's like the angry woman storming Storms out. out versus Jess like, oh, she's being mature. <laughs> I will say about Jess, I felt for her when we found out the whole Dan thing. Even though she was the villain and, and they arose under villainous circumstances, that she moved to the Gold Coast for yeah. Dan. I mean, you know, he's running his Pomsky scheme, of course. <laughs> <laughs> he's busy. And we also know how hot it can be in the Gold Coast. And, and we know how heat can crazy. affect people. <laughs> things get crazy in the heat. But she seemed genuinely heartbroken. Again, it's the same story as before. She had real feelings for this person. Mm. It'd be interesting to see what he had to say. He may say the same. We are only hearing her side of the story. True. She kind of implied that maybe they broke each other's hearts. I think what was really nice to see from her is that acknowledgement of, A, the other people that were hurt by her actions, and also that she could see what we saw when she watched back the footage, that she could see while these people were hurt, her face was just like smug, like mm. she didn't care, like she had very low levels of empathy. And so she was able to recognise that rather than just go, oh, I was a bit of a dick and I'm really sorry for everyone I hurt. She was quite specific about it. And that made me think that she was a lot more genuine than perhaps I had given her credit for before. Yeah. You know what I think? Angling for a return spot Ooh. in season eight. Season eight is forthcoming. Is it forthwith? It's forthwith. Four score score and two weeks away. No, one week away. One week away. Goodness gracious me. Just this time next week, the first episode will have wrapped up. Wow. And are we going to recap it, Jane? I'd like to. I mean, if you're still listening to this, then I guess you probably think we should. Make your voices heard. (laughs) And this is a breakout. Like this is its own standalone bonus material. It's the real pod, real pod, maths unit. Original pirate material. Original pirate material. Dangerous ideas. Um, Is that it? I think so. I mean, it just ended with Martha and Michael who are... I didn't even watch it. You didn't watch it? You tapped out. I tapped out. There was not much to talk about. That's what I thought. Have they got real life married (laughs) yet, those two? I don't know. Because the maths AU (laughs) marriages, unlike the New Zealand ones, were not legal ones. Are you going to spew? I'm doing a burp. Oh. <laughs> I'm trying to do it subtly and not on mic, and then you call me out for it. It was just you look scared, like your face. <laughs> <laughs> you would not. Yeah, it. If I was going to ask you, I would. I'd be gone. weeping. Yeah. I'd be preemptively calling my mum. <laughs> mum. <laughs> my mum slipped down the stairs the other day. She's fine, but I saw it happen, and I literally did mum from our first home and ran outside. And Joe was laughing at me because he said it sounded exactly the same. Oh, she's fine. She's totally fine. The mum fear is real. The mum fear is real. I empathise with her. 
the family. My mum's having one. a lot of falls lately. She. It's terrible. When you get to the age where you have a fall. You're also having a fall. She was wearing Crocs on very slippery <laughs> stairs, to be fair. Like, it would have happened to anyone. It's happened to me. I slipped down the stairs with a vacuum cleaner once. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> see you next time. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Thanks so much, Shatina. Thanks to Duncan for approving what is going to be a Breakout Mess AU recap podcast. Yes. And... Thank you, Alex Casey. It's always a pleasure. Thank you, Jane. Bye. Thanks, Tina. Goodbye. Kia ora e te iwi. Kia ora Butler here, podcast manager at The Spin-Off. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spin-Off member at thespinoff.co.nz slash donate. The Spin-Off Podcast Network.